This is a Federal News Network podcast. For more than a year, the Defense Department has been at least nominally operating under a new doctrine, namely that the U.S. is back into the game of great powers competition. But do the budget requests for 2020, much less what results when Congress is through with it, reflect those priorities of the national defense strategy? For one angle on this question, we turn to two data analytic experts from Govini. Jim Mitri is senior vice president, and Tara murphy Doherty is president of Govini's national security practice. They join me now in studio. Good to have you both in. Thank you. Morning. Let's start with the basic question. Do you feel that the DOD has a handle on whether in detail the spending, the $700 billion that it spends every year on people and things and services, does in fact allocate itself toward the priorities that DOD itself states that it has? Well, they're certainly paying attention to it and and asking themselves that question. And I think that's the right place to start. You're right, $716 billion in FY19, and I think we'll see an even higher top line coming into FY20. Uh, most people in the Pentagon will answer the question, what have we spent on a particular topic or area by quoting the budget? And obviously, that isn't always the reality in terms of what ends up going out the door from a dollar's perspective. In the past, I don't think that's necessarily been a topic of uh, discussion or something that's been pointed to as an issue, but it certainly is these days and is core to some of the reform efforts that are going on. So, Jim, do they have the tools necessary to understand their spending patterns? They certainly have a long history of analytical offices and program and analysis offices, and they've been trying to modernize their business systems for probably 25 years. So by they, I think we need to put in context the defense budget. At over $700 billion, if it were its own nation, the Department of Defense would have about the 20th largest GDP in the world. So it's absolutely massive. Now, within that context, the short answer to your question is not yet. Uh, They are trying to build the tools necessary to track what Tara is pointing to, whether or not the budget is consistent with where the execution and the dollars are actually going out the door. But it's going to take some time for the department to really get its hands hands around that problem. Now, Govini is the company that looks at data, and you have a report out now that is stating that there is some correlation and some areas of non-correlation, the 2019 federal scorecard. First of all, tell us what you did to get this information. Where did you go as an outsider to get the defense spending information in this level of detail? Absolutely. So every year, Gavini puts out a federal scorecard. And this year, we were very excited to take a particular look at the the connection between what the department is budgeting, what they're spending, and what they're stating are their strategic priorities, particularly in the context of, as you mentioned at the outset, great power competition and the national defense strategy. All of this information um, that's relevant to those those topics um, lives in a ver- wide variety of different sources. And you can truly, and we have, build a business around the process of collecting data but most importantly, improving it and linking it to create a unique picture. So Gavini maintains its own unique data set and has continuously done so for nearly a decade at this point. And it creates an incredibly rich analytic environment that allows us to ask important questions and investigate some of those activities. Given that methodology, what did you find? What's your analysis of the defense spending with respect to Defense Department brasses stated 
priorities. Well, the data suggests the department is moving in the right direction and reallocating the vast majority of its resources towards its strategic priorities as outlined in the 2018 National Defense Strategy. So on balance, it's a good news story. The challenges the department's going to face, though, is whether or not it can continually adhere to those priorities over time. Uh, We're seeing demands for more activity in the Middle East, for example. We're also seeing budgetary pressure put on the department, uh, personnel costs continue to grow, the costs of investing in new weapon systems, et cetera, uh, continue to grow. And that's going to make it harder and harder for the department to find a way to put dollars on the key technologies that it's going to need in order to maintain a military advantage over the Chinese and the Russians. Because when they talk about things like artificial intelligence, which they feel they'll need regardless of what the conflict is, the numbers there are tens of millions, maybe maybe hundreds of millions. But when you look at the personnel costs and the overhead and the pensions and the health care, that's when you get into the hundreds of billions. So I guess maybe the secondary question is, overall, are they balanced well with respect to tooth versus tail? Well, what you're seeing with things like artificial intelligence and a range of these key emerging technologies, the department's very much an experimental phase, trying to figure out what types of AI, uh, what types of cyber, space, electronic warfare, et cetera, are the right types of investments to make before it looks to scale and move into large procurement systems where the big dollars are going to be. So given where we are with a range of these technologies still in a nascent stage, I think on balance, actually, the department is in a good place and trying to experiment and explore how these technologies can turn into military capabilities and actually be used in a battlefield before it places the big bets on scaling. We're speaking with Jim Mitri. He's senior vice president and Tara Murphy-Doherty. She's president of the national security practice, both of Gavini. And let me ask this question in reverse. How do you know what the right level is? Because, say, the great powers competition is going to require more aircraft carriers. Okay, fine. You know what those cost and you know how long it takes to build them. You know their service life and all this. There's lots known about those. But if it's something like directed energy or kinetic weapons and these kinds of things where they don't exist in an industrial way, what is the right amount to spend on those things that you might buy in volume down the line, like an aircraft carrier or an F-35 in volume, but they're not yet baked? What's the right level of spending there, again, against the the priorities for the department? Sure. And this is the classic question in our field, how much is enough? And it continues- how much is correct- Sure. <laughs> it continues, uh, I think, to to be a paradigm in which we think about military capabilities, whether you're talking aircraft carriers or you're talking artificial intelligence or quantum advances. Um, it's an area where data can play an incredibly important role, however, because if you can create one single environment that allows you to say for a functional area such as something like artificial intelligence, I can look consistently across my strategic objectives, my budget plan, my actual spending and activities, and then measure the associated outcomes, that If you treat it as a feedback loop instead of a linear process is how you answer that original question that you pose. Because often DOD spends an inordinate amount of effort on contract auditors, whole agencies, tens of thousands of people that look at contracts and so forth. And they know every allocation of every cent spent under a contract and subcontractors, but it doesn't add up to really great program management in the 
ultimate sense. Can this kind of data analysis help there? Definitely. DOD has to get away from from tackling this problem with a human-driven approach. And it has to implement a strategy that says we're going to leverage the best of technology in order to address this question at scale. So today, the way that most defense analysts investigate the types of topics that you're talking about, what's happening on a particular contract, what's taking place within a particular program, is done so on an individual basis. But if you take a data analytic approach, you can actually look at those types of of questions and issues at scale. And as DOD looks to implement key reform activities such as category management, having that ability to look at an entire portfolio of activities, even when it's not very neatly defined, uh, is absolutely critical to doing this right. And their other issue, again, as we alluded to earlier, is getting rid of some of the overhead costs and some of the inefficiencies so that the dollars they do allocate to the tooth and to the research and development, even to the logistics, sustainment, support, all of those things can be done with less input. Can analysis show you where there are, I mean, they have these fire drills. I want to cut 2% from headquarters and nothing ever really changes. Can there be a fine-grained and effective and permanent way to get after some of those costs such they do get more for their appropriation? Yes, it's the short answer, right? So traditionally, the way in which the department would try to do efficiency drills is to say, hey, we need to cut this whole headquarters unit or this agency, or we want to cut 5% across everybody, give it a haircut, if you will. And that bothers us greatly because that's strategic, right, to just kind of cut across the board. You want to ensure that your cuts are consistent with where you're trying to take risk and you're keeping your money on your priorities. One of the things that Tara likes to say is that there is fat within the Department of Defense. The challenge is that it's marbleized. And so you can use big data set to actually pinpoint where that fat is and cut with a scalpel as opposed to an axe. So you can turn your prime rib into Angus. That's right. (laughs) And we're in a perfect time to do so. I think the department is uh, extremely well positioned when you look at the attention that the highest levels of leadership are putting on this topic. You know, the the nicest way to judge DOD's recent reform activities is to say they have a mixed record. Um, but you look at Secretary Esper's uh, initiation of the defense-wide reviews. You look at everything that Deputy Secretary Norquist is saying about using data analytics and using a evidence-based methodologies in order to tackle reform and improved efficiencies. And I think that they are taking exactly the right approach. I think they've got business mindsets in addressing these challenges. And if they follow through and ensure that the goals that they have are actually implemented, then I think DOD is really well positioned to get after that, Angus. Tara Murphy-Darty is president of Govini's national security practice. Jim Mitri is senior vice president of Govini. Thank you both so much for joining me. A pleasure. Thank you. We'll have a link to the report and to this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on demand. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online.